Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we're going to be speaking with Alicia Mitchell of On The Cool, or OTC podcast. She's going to talk about her testimony, and then we're going to get into accountability, uh, taking accountability for our actions, uh, generating this uh, need and knowledge in society so that people can start to cultivate grace on the other side, the flip side of that coin, and how we can keep God and the church central in this whole process and how we as a church can assist in this process. Uh, and verses to remember from this, there's a section Galatians 6, 1 to 5, says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. Welcome to Cool Explorations. Today we are blessed to have Alicia Mitchell on, and she is from the OTC, or On the Cool podcast. Why don't you start by introducing yourself and uh, telling us what you currently do? Hi, guys. Thank you, Tony, so much for having me here. Yes, my name is Alicia Mitchell. I am from Dallas, Texas. Yes, I am 33 years old and I have two beautiful daughters um, and I am in the field of educating and being an educator. Um, I love being active in my community. I also love just spreading uh, just love and joy to everyone and letting everyone know that they're not alone. Um, I'm just really a big humanitarian um, have a really huge heart, and I just want to help people without any hidden strings attached. And one of my favorite verses about accountability is something we'll be speaking on is the Proverbs 27, 17, surround yourself with those who better you. So throughout this um, recording and this our talk, we're going to talk about accountability and just how I you know, operate with those within my life and how I carry it out and see it. Yeah, and that is super important. It's something that's lacking in much of our society is people want to just be able to do whatever they want and there's no consequences. But uh, sadly, that's that's not the reality. But there is always that accountability that needs to come with <laughs> everything you do and say. Um, what does your testimony look like and what's God been really laying on your heart of late? Of course. Um, I grew up in a rough uh, childhood. Um, I, I pretty much became really independent and had to take care of myself. So hence where um, me, the leadership came, where me taking, uh, you know, care of others. I raised my brother and myself. Um, and so I just always felt a pull to help people. I always was a light that people called me that just by being in their presence, so my testimony just comes that I've been through so much and I don't hold it against anybody. I actively just made that to make me a better person and to put all of the things I think that I've wanted and all the love that I needed to give out to others. Yeah, and um, that is, it is great to see when you come from a rough background, uh, you bettering yourself and and making something of yourself and trying to raise your daughters in a way that they're not going to have to go through a lot of the things you went through. I, I focus on and, that with my own know, kids. Sometimes it can go both ways when you see someone with trial, childhood trauma. 
They can go this, the left route, or they go the right. And I have been a part of where it did deter down the wrong road um, just because you act out and you don't know. This is something that you've seen. So for me, I did go through, you know, a time where it was really rough as me growing up and bringing that trauma into me. But at a time when you just, God just steps in and he's like, hey, here's a fork in the road. <laughs> here's a turning point. I'm giving you this chance for a real do-over. What do you want to do with it? And that was the time that led me here. Yeah, and God is definitely <laughs> along that process. He he steps in all the way, uh, guiding you, telling you where you should go for sure. And oftentimes we choose the wrong fork and then uh, God's like, okay, well, now we're going to take the long route. You're going right. to end up going that way anyway, but you're going to learn he, from this. He's so amazing because <laughs> he doesn't chastise you for it. It's like, hey, there's accountability again. If you accept accountability for taking the wrong fork in the road, we can move forward. I, I, I openly will forgive you as many times as you need. Yeah, God is a God of, of forgiveness as long as you repent and uh, you acknowledge what you've done. Again, that accountability that we're going to talk about. Before we get into accountability, I'd love to just hear about some of the projects that you're involved with in your community, um, as I love I love it when people are so involved in their community. It's it's very important for all of us. Of course. Um, I am an ambassador um, for NCFL. It's called National Centers of Family Learning. And it's based in Kentucky, but we have branched out into different cities to connect all the way back into uh, Kentucky. So I write the newsletter that provides a plethora of resources for mental health, education, technology every month to send out to the community. Um, I have also have worked with Kids University, which works with more foster kids and after school programs and just giving them the emotional support um, that they need. Um, I'm into children's books, marketing for children's books called Franklin the Helper, which his books talks about bullying and talks about um, just uh, social and emotional awareness, things like that. Um, I'm also an instructor at an enrichment program for Montessori. So Montessori basically practices skills that the child gravitates to. So their teaching is a little different. So for me, I get to put in affirmations, gratitude. Um, we do like Bible verses. We're able to bring in whatever the child will gravitate to. Um, I'm pretty much just all over the city. I was recently on the news for Channel 4 with um, <laughs> Texas Women University advocating for child care. Um, and just making sure that women have free childcare for after school hours. That is very cool. Um, that does definitely tie into where we're going to go next, which is uh, accountability. And I had read this before, but I will recap this Galatians 6, uh, 1 to 5 here. And that is, uh, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you be to, uh, to be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is uh, something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. And that, I think, really sums up accountability in just a very quick synopsis here. Uh, and so for actions in society today, a lot of people don't want to take 
responsibility for it. They just don't want to acknowledge that they are responsible for things. Uh, We can do whatever we want. There's going to be no accountability for it. How do we go about fixing this problem with society um, from a biblical perspective and manner? Yeah, the first step, like you said, is pretty much recognizing the problem, that there is a problem. So that's why we didn't dismiss accountability is because we think there is no problem. Like you said, we get away with things. And so the first step is recognizing the problem and figuring out where we went wrong. So, and that's another thing. People don't think they're wrong. So there's the the non-action about accountability. So we're just bringing awareness and making, um, just speak it, speak it, speak the problem, speak where you went wrong to Lord and let him know that you are, um, you want forgiveness because people forget that we're almost entitled to that. You're in just as you're entitled to not have accountability, you're also entitled to have forgiveness in your heart and to confess those sins to Lord. Yeah, and that confession is definitely a huge part of it. Uh, and like you say, admitting, because uh, in today's society too, it's it's you either agree with me or I don't want to hear from you. And uh, that's not what a discussion is all about. That's not what society is all about. And you can't function that way. Uh, so if people try and keep going down that road, uh, it is going to lead to a dangerous consequence yeah. in the end. And it, it's like any addiction recovery. Like, mm-hmm. like you say, they have to admit that they have a problem. And then it comes to a point where they then have to talk to other people about it. And people you've wronged, you want to talk to them about, okay, I've wronged you. Can you forgive me? Uh and that forgiveness is a huge part of it. And then that's for us not harboring that anger, that hate yeah, towards other exactly. people. Exactly. So when people start down the road of taking accountability for their actions, uh, like we were talking about, it's going to take understanding coming from both sides. Um, it's going to take grace. It's going to take mercy, which Jesus Christ emulates so well throughout the Bible. Uh, and this is spoken of in the verse that you reference, um, as well as First Thessalonians 5.11, where it says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Um, and then I'll just uh, recap here, Proverbs 27.17, uh, as we discuss uh, grace and mercy, this kind of just really talks about it. Uh, if you still have that up, actually, maybe I'll get you to read that. Well, if you yeah, still have that I up. Yeah, I still have it up. And. It was Proverbs uh, 27, 17. Surround yourself with those who better you. So the way I see this is pretty much that God also wants us to take accountability for our sins, for our transgressions, you know, to repent and to allow ourselves faith, you know, for his favor. I always say those two F words go, I didn't mean it like that, but the two words, like <laughs> the alphabet, <laughs> go together, faith and favor. You show faith, he gives favor. And it's basically by just repenting and allowing ourselves grace, like you said, and resilience and knowing that things won't turn around in a day. And, you know, this is the first act of accountability. It comes through our conscience uh, before it's carried out. So really, when you're about to do something that you know is not right, the alarm goes off in your conscience to let you know, hey, you know, your spirit says, oh, hey, he took this warning. Something is not right. But sometimes our fleshly desires, you know, kind of take over us 
um, and we still we give into it. And it's you know it's just human nature. It's not something we want to shame something about somebody. I get it. Um, it's just that as moving forward to accept accountability, what you said, we recognize it and we try to do better. I think that's the main thing about accountability. A lot of people, and I've ran into people that will try to take accountability, but as far as moving forward where it doesn't happen again, they, it stops right there. It's kind of like saying, I'm sorry. Okay, you're sorry. And then we're not really showing what we're sorry for. It just continues to just, I just want to get this over. So for me, you know, this verse just has to be taken into account because you want to really forgive yourself. And that's the hardest thing um, because we have been forgiven. He, he gave his only forgotten son for that reason. So mm -hmm. allow yourself to be forgiven so you can accept accountability. Exactly. And it's a great thing to, to start off young with, with your kids, teaching them that uh and taking the time to actually teach your kids that and as they grow then they will learn that and continue to show that to other people as yeah. they grow and kids are often a, a great example of of how people are focused in their lives uh because kids will repeat what you say mm -hmm. they'll they'll show exactly the actions you've taken they'll repeat those actions. So if you want to see how, how someone really is, you watch their kids. Uh, and so I think it, it's great for us to just focus on, on, on our kids in, in this and teach them that, yeah, I, I, I messed up. I have to admit it. Uh, and now I have to apologize to the person for it. And that's often the hardest thing for anyone. It really is. And with kids, they're all they're actually have a free range of accountability. <laughs> so yeah. they go through a live and learn process for them to be accountable. So like you said, it's a great example to look at them because guess what? Kids don't accept accountability. I didn't do it. And you've seen them do it. <laughs> so we allow those kids that grace and that resilience to live and learn for them to accept accountability behind their actions. Yeah. And uh, that's something kids do not like to do it's something uh -uh. we don't like to do either <laughs> so I understand it I get it um and it's something with uh, your kids too like when you mess up it's good to talk to your kids and be like I'm sorry like I shouldn't have maybe got quite as angry as I did I I snapped um and when they see that you're willing to own up to your mistakes they will be more willing to do the same thing. And it was the same with our, my daughter. We caught her lying this, this weekend. So she lost her technology for a couple of days. There was tears, but uh, in the end, she was, she had to try and think of other things to do besides her phone. And now we're just like, well, now that you guys have, have now that you've learned how to do your phone without two days, maybe we should just set a couple of days each week. Yes. for this and then we're like then you can spend some time doing devotion doing yeah. some spend some time with your bible and uh or reading other books too but mainly your bible and devotions so you can actually learn about god and the grace that he's given us because he's given us that forgiveness and it's important to remember um, that the verse all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god because that just tells us and reminds us that none of us are perfect. Exactly. And when you have that attitude, you have that humility, you're able to actually show that grace to other people being like, okay, yeah, uh, I, I may not agree with your actions, but I'm not perfect either. I, I've sinned as well. 
um god's gonna gonna view both sins the same so let's just let's just uh forgive and uh show that grace that we need to show how do we keep god central in this process and before you ask i'm just going to read hebrews 12 too um, that kind of speaks to this and that says looking to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of god uh so that just talks about the centrality of god and how he is he's so he was the perfect only perfect human to ever walk this earth and yet he was god it's really hard to wrap your mind around but that verse just reminds us that god needs to be central in this process so how do we how do we keep him at the forefront of this process of forgiveness and uh admitting our, our mistakes taking accountability for our actions yes um when you read that scripture two words came to mind humility as you once said and humbleness. And that's what accountability is really all about and how it connects to the centralization of God Um, is you have to accept humility in the process of being accountable. You have to allow yourself to be humble in the process of accountability because we are God-like. So guess what? God shows humbleness with you and God accepts the humility that you bestow upon him. So it's only right that we give as much as we get. And so just to answer your question again, to keep it centralized, we have to practice how to accept humility and be humble throughout the process. Exactly. And and you say godlike, and that is is right. We're made in the image of God. It says that right in the beginning in Genesis, we are made in God's image. And as so, we should be reflecting God in every way that we act uh so that way people can look at us and be like there's something different about Mm -hmm. this person and when they when they see the accountability through that that is all a part of that because jesus spoke on on accountability god kept israel to account for everything that they did sometimes there was correction involved in that uh, and they had to come back to him because that's what God wants. He wants us to turn back to him and follow him and repent of what we've done so that we can be in that unity with God and be in his presence again. Uh, how can the church community assist in this process? Because that's the church is huge in, yeah. in everything that, that we learn. Of course. No, as far as the church, I think they need to accept more accountability in creating that home for people. A lot of people um, are in the process of being pulled away from churches because they feel not belong. So as a church, and we need to get together as a community and take accountability in creating this safe place, creating this safe haven for others to come and share the joys and wonders of just Christianity, of just being in the blessing of God and his word. Yeah, and as a church, like you say, accepting people the way they are. But uh, again, that doesn't necessarily mean that we accept their sin. Mm-hmm. We, we accept them as a person, but we do reject their sin. And there does need to be that that knowledge in them being like, okay, I, I do need to change 
if I'm really going to be active and participating in, in, in the Christian faith, I need to change that, my that actions. The disconnect. the disconnect there is the birds come as you are. So yeah. we realize, oh, we just come as we are and you're supposed to accept me. But there's supposed to be a change somewhere, as you stated. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that is, is really important to note in there. And uh, looking back at your own life, what are some moments in, in your life where you can just see that God has been at work in directing that you maybe couldn't see at that point, but looking back now, you can see it? Of course. Well, one of them is my health. I've struggled with many health problems. Um, I look pretty healthy <laughs> and young, but I've had six surgeries. I've had um, uh, cancer scares and things of that. And when you get in these situations where really no one can do anything or you just don't see a way out, you I've just prayed. I've just prayed and prayed. Even when I caught COVID, I prayed, you know. And God just showed me that through prayer, will come, you know, a, a, we will prosper through a blessing. And it's amazing to see that because I didn't really need to go look for the help I needed or go find it and seek it if I seeked it within him. And that's the glory behind it. You just pray and a miracle comes. And so for me, the first thing was my health to make sure that, that I was able to be active and still strong and work through these things and not let them take me down. Um, the next was my career. Like I said, I started off in pharmacy and I thought that's where I would be. And I took six months off to care for a sick child, almost six years off to care for a sick child. That was a conversation I had with God. Okay, God, can I do this? I didn't know it would be six years, but he blessed me six years to stay afloat and do that. And then he transferred me into a whole new career of education to just the seeds that I were planting. It all makes sense. And it was no one but him. Yeah, and I think it's important to look back in hindsight uh, because, like, it's just so hard to see sometimes in those moments. But I love that you bring up prayer because that is just so important in our in our life. God is a God of communication; He wants that relationship with us, and prayer is that way to to communicate with Him. So, it's talking to Him, asking Him for guidance, and uh, giving Him that time to just speak to us. Because he will speak to us, whether it's audibly or or other ways. There are many ways that he speaks to us. Yeah. Scripture is one of those huge ways to, that he speaks to us. And that's why I like to to have these scripture references is because he speaks to us through every page of scripture. He yeah. wants us to, to read that and allow him to talk to us. Uh, looking back as well, what advice would you have for those who are fearing judgment uh for admitting weight uh, areas that they struggle in as i know this is a big uh, a very hard thing to do for people um and it was something i thought about the other day and it was called self-love versus self-worth so it becomes really hard and complicated when you don't love yourself or you place your worth in others fleshly desires or material things so to help you really cope with accountability, to help you really become closer with God, learn to love yourself and learn to not value yourself through others and find the same value God sees in you. Yeah, and I think that that is important uh, is, is seeing yourself the way that God sees you because uh, then you can recognize your sin. You can recognize, okay, I need to repent in this. 
but God has the grace and mercy to forgive me. He loves me. I am a child of God. And I mean, he loved us so much that as you referenced before, he sent his only begotten son to die for us so that we may be forgiven of our sins and cleansed. And he was the only one who could do that because he was perfect. He had no sin. And so he was that sacrifice so that no more blood was needed to be shed. You don't need to do sacraments. There's nothing else you need to do. And, you and just that, need that to right admit. There is super important. I don't think really people understand about that. Because what that really said is, I know you're going to see him. I already know. I see it. Like you said, the hindsight, the tunnel vision of it. But that doesn't mean you can continue to sin and not acknowledge your sins and repent. All I'm asking is, please repent. Because I know you're going to do it. And then you're going to do it. And we both make this connection of a sin that I know you were going to do. And I've already sent my son to help you pay for this sins. Just repent. That's all I ask. Yeah. And so uh, thank you for sharing with us today. Uh, it's been a real pleasure, uh, real joy. Uh, keep yeah. doing what you're doing because uh, you. you can just see it shining from Aww. you. So uh, <laughs> thank you again. And uh, I hope that we'll do this again sometime. Of course. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Full Explorations. You've just heard Alicia Mitchell speaking on accountability and how we need to take accountability for our own actions, referencing Galatians 6, 1-5 and many other pieces of scripture that talk about accountability throughout the Bible and how when we're taking accountability for our own actions, we need to have grace and mercy and understanding for people who are on the other side of that and their taking about accountability of their own actions or if they don't take accountability for their own actions being comfortable with the fact that we have done so and that god is the one in control of this entire process and that as a church we can help assist in this accountability process if you would like to reach me for any reason you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com